0: Welcome back to the Cyber Underground. I'm Dave Stevens, and I'm your host for today. I've been on a diet lately. I've lost a lot of weight. You're only a shadow of your former self. (laughs) With me here, Gordon Bruce and Andrew Lanning. We're going to talk about cyber safety uh, this Halloween on a personal level and on a company level. And then we're going to talk about uh, what's uh, required for you to be a vendor with the DOD for cybersecurity requirements. Welcome, guys. Hello.
1: you. are just a portion of your regular cell. They only I only invited just part just of me here. Myself.
2: I didn't get a full invitation, so I didn't send my full salad. You've cell. obviously gotten into ketosis, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, right. I wish it was this easy. Is the keto diet? <laughs> the keto diet is working out tremendously well.
1: Zero carbs. This is what you get. Yeah, this is what you get. So, right. is
2: Halloween going to be a trick or a treat? Well, it's... Uh, oh, the Koreans want it to be a trick. they upped the game, right? The,
0: the Koreans. And now with ransomware, that's really scary stuff. Uh, South Africa has been now victimized. There's a Johannesburg. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we had Atlanta ransomware. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Big cities are going down
2: now. Quick clicking um, on them email links. <laughs> especially the ones from Andrew. The ones that come from me, don't click on those. Nigeria, Not today. Uh, click on this PDF. Yeah, uh, it's always a PDF, right? Uh, Is it? That's what they're doing? Uh, it's embedded uh, in a PDF. <laughs> Nobody wants to get rid of Adobe, though, do they? I love no, Adobe is built into our lives, right? But you just can't have them PDFs coming in your email.
0: Let's let's review some basic stuff, just for the basic cyber hygiene uh, at home, okay. right? At so, home, at home. Uh, uh, change your password. Make it a passphrase. Yeah. Right. Um, have separate logins on the computer for everybody yes right so you know who logged in and how long
2: and, and, you know? and even that's users you know versus the administrator of the machine
0: right, right. Yeah, you gotta separate it separated, so your kids shouldn't be an admin account right you don't want that
2: nor should you probably
0: right it's <laughs> it's best if you have uh just basic privileges and then when you want to do some admin stuff you log into the admin account uh, change the password on default password for any device you put on your network that includes uh smart tvs people aren't looking at smart tvs Right? They just uh, hook it up, it attaches to the Wi-Fi, and these smart TVs have microphones.
2: They don't look at them? They have
0: cameras. What
2: do they buy for? What? The The TV. TV.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're
0: not looking at what it's got. They, yeah, they they, don't. How about about
1: Siri and uh, Alexa
2: and Google. Don't do it. Don't do it. Chatting everything you say,
0: trying to uh, quote unquote, improve the experience by recording your
2: conversation. Exactly. Um,
0: And they put that in their contracts now.
2: Now, if you're not worried about your privacy at home, you don't have to listen to anything we say. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It's only inside your house. Yeah, yeah. Right. Privacy, you it's, know, it's not my, important. My there.
1: recommendation is don't have a smart TV in your bedroom. Oh, right. Lord, no, if smart you do. Smart TV in your bedroom? No, you don't want a smart it's TV in your bedroom. It's not smart if you do.
0: But now we have smart refrigerators, smart uh, vacuums. The Zumba has gone Wi Fi. It has.
2: And is it the, viral now? Do they have a problem with that one? The Enviro? No. Did somebody put a viral I haven't on heard it? of
0: a hack yet in a vacuum cleaner, but, you know, it's coming up. Uh, re- refrigerators and. Uh, and DVRs Mm. uh, have been hacked already and used for uh, DDoS attacks against Amazon.
2: Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. what can't be hacked, really?
0: What can't be be turned into a criminal That's why you have
2: to practice good hygiene.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's it's, it's, it's so scary these days because even medical
0: devices you can have implanted in your body, pacemakers, instead of having a hole in your chest where they plug in, uh, now
2: pacemakers have a Bluetooth connection. So that's what t- happened with the. That's why only part of me got here today. That's what it was. <laughs> We've Somebody <been> hacked. <laughs> they disappeared me. But that got hacked
1: early on when the Bluetooth and the car makers. That got hacked early. Yeah, and cars. Oh
0: yeah, that's has been around for Shut a while. Shut it down. Turn it. Turn it off. Start your car. Yeah, start your car. Which is dangerous because some people forget and leave their car
2: in gear. You, you know, uh, we didn't say, but I think. Um, A lot of people aren't aware that they can turn on multi-factor authentication for a lot of the stuff that they do, you know, personally. Let's talk about what
0: multi-factor authentication is. Yeah, I I, I think it's a good
2: thing because, I mean, it really can stop some problems. There's, There's a few different forms where you can get a text or you can get an email or you can get a, like, email you a code or email you a text that you have to put in along with your email. Or you can run, like, the... What's the like Microsoft uh, Authenticator, Authy, and I think the even now the YubiKeys, keys, right? So you have to have a key oh, with yeah. you, and that's yeah. those have come way down in price. I think they're only like forty or fifty yeah, bucks now. I like now. those; they're not one of my favorites. Yeah, because what, what do people do? They do. They, 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 they leave they, them plugged in. They all leave it in the machine. Yeah. They in leave it plugged in all the time. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that way, the, yeah, it's useless. if someone's using your account, obviously the thing's plugged in there. Well,
1: then they get to be used. Yeah, the dongle's stuck in the machine all the time, and now you've got a. Oh, and I just use my
2: four-digit
1: code to get in because the dongle's there. Yeah, because the dongle's there. Right, so, right. so you
2: know, if you implement a practice, you have to practice the practice. Right. You can't just like have an implementation. Can't just be a policy. It can't be a policy. Right. You can write a policy, but you got to. But then you have to have a procedure. and Then you have to have some sort of implement implemented tool. Got to check back. And then you got to yeah. do it actually. And then you got to track it. And then you got to yeah. ask somebody to watch you do it because you most probably won't do it because <laughs> right, you're right. lazy because <laughs> security versus convenience.
0: That's right. Well, I think for most small business owners, that's what we think, right? We're we're so enveloped in our, our little world, our little work yeah. bubble, that we got to get stuff done. And it's just not in our heads to follow these security In measures. our heads? Pun intended. In our heads. <laughs> <laughs> in our heads. <laughs> Wait, yeah, we're drifting. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: okay, I'm Sorry.
0: Yeah, um, I think people just get so wrapped up in their own little world that they don't want to go through these procedures. And with multi-factor authentication, it does slow you down a bit.
1: Not that much, but you just,
0: need it just a little bit. And um, when people mention uh, multi-factor authentication, when you get a text or you get an email with a code, that's called out-of-band communication. It's other than the channel that you're on. You're on the internet, but then you got it via text yeah. and device, right? Uh, I got to I got to warn people there is a SIM card attack. That's right. Oh right. yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. new one. So, uh, you can get personal information from uh, you know the web, the dark web, and use that to call a, a cell phone vendor like ATD or Verizon. And, uh, okay, no liability here. I'm not accusing AT&T and Verizon of this. But uh, you can call them and ask their customer service to change over your SIM authorization to a new device. Yes. And so all of everything that you were authorized to do on your phone now is on your hacker's phone. A and criminal's phone. criminal's phone, right. And this is, this is a horrible attack because then two-factor authentication gets bypassed.
1: Right. So then there's another thing that's happening. If you've got companies that are giving your employees mobile devices to use, it's really easy, and you better have, with whoever the carrier is, you better identify who has the authority to make a change. Because what can happen is someone can walk in and say, I'm working for XYZ company, and um, I lost my SIM card. You know, can, um. so I just need to get another SIM card, can get you know, all yeah. set up and so on. And if there's no one person's name on the list and they've just got a list of all the employees or they might not even have that, people are going in and getting those getting those SIM cards added. Yeah. And now I'm on I'm on that company's network.
2: Yeah, if you're with we're with Verizon, you can definitely put a person and a passcode with that so that that cannot yeah. happen to you AT&T without well, authorization. I
0: set that up a little while ago is uh, yeah. a good thing, I think, because uh, I think my daughters kept calling in to make changes, <laughs> and I, I had to shut that down. Yeah,
2: they, was, uh, can, can we get expensive. more minutes? They kept changing Can we passwords. get more minutes? Yeah. Can I get more bandwidth?
0: Uh, one, of, one of my favorite YouTube videos is out there uh, that a lady calls in, and this is called uh, vishing, voice phishing. Oh, yeah. She got uh, a cell phone provider to change the account over to her, saying it was her husband. With the baby that, crying in the background? Right. That, that that's one. the one. That's the one. one fantastic it was just so well done and she's what she's a 26 year old pretty blonde girl you you can't trust anyone these days and there was
1: yeah. no baby it was just a recording on her computer yeah. She from youtube was, yeah
0: yeah but <laughs> well, it sounds real to the person on the phone i suppose wow so you can you can really bypass a lot of this stuff uh, social engineering is about 90 percent of the first incursion of all hacks because you have to trick somebody into yeah. doing something to bypass the heavy security like the firewalls and the uh, locks on the doors and so forth.
1: And the thing about Hawaii is we tend to be very accommodating, right? Hawaii, Hawaii is more like, oh, let me help you, please. Yeah. I, you know, I'm more than happy to help you. Let me help you. you know, so people go out of their way to provide you that assistance not knowing yeah. that they're actually creating a problem right they make it a bigger
0: problem yeah man. it's it's a scary world we live in so uh oh and if you buy a new device change the default password yeah yeah otherwise you sh- show up on what is a shodan.io yeah every ip address out there in the entire world that has a default username and password for a device shows up on Shodan, yes, mm-hmm. and you
2: can just look them up and since he brought it up for the small businesses we should talk about that if you you know, that reconnaissance phase that, that criminals go through when they're, when they're checking out your company in this first phase and looking for weaknesses in your people or you have an open, you know, computer laying out in the lobby that no one ever pays attention to or something. Um, in that reconnaissance phase, that's when you can find out if people are targeting you. So if someone does walk on your property, train your people to question that behavior. You know, escort them back to the front end. Find out why they were there. Don't just, like, hand them off to the restroom, oh, it's that way, you know, you've got to train your people to uh, want to query people that are on site that they don't recognize, you know, facial recognition is a good, you know, a good indicator of, right. of, that's really you, I recognize Dave, I know it's you, I recognize Gordon, I know it's him, but, you know, if you see somebody in your company, and you oh, don't I mean, know who I it, know it mean, is, I be like it could be,
0: <laughs> it, could, it could be, <laughs> like like you.
2: Could it could be, like it I could have disappeared. <laughs> or I could be back. Or I could have disappeared. <laughs> right. But uh, you know you know my point. So like, so, so teaching people to challenge people in a polite way, it doesn't have to be confrontational. But you know, hi, how are you doing? May I help you? Um, who are you looking for? And then you know, you're trying to get that person back to the lobby. You, know, you need to be, be a worth of your own uh, personal safety. This person could be violent. There could be a real problem there. But um, you know,
0: but it could just be war walking,
2: which Gently, is really they, common. Yeah, well, yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna come and check out what's vulnerable in your organization. They want the easiest way and not the hardest.
0: So the, the, one of the biggest uh, vulnerabilities that I've seen out there right now is uh, people have a public Wi-Fi in their waiting room. Oh yeah. So uh, people go, they make an appointment, they sit in the waiting room, and that's the Wi-Fi, and it is not separated. By any kind of VPN, well, uh, the, like, and
1: they should. Network, and your, yeah. your guest network should be on its own network and oh, yeah. not sharing
2: anything in your network. Yeah, I in my waiting room, you can even in my training room, you can use the Wi-Fi out on the street, <laughs> the Spectrum Wi-Fi, the wireless. Because yeah, it, it might it's, be it's, a little
0: bit too powerful. There's a way. no out front. <laughs> you know what I mean? So really? like, Yeah, yeah.
2: So since since we have a service for them, I can use that public Wi-Fi. Oh. So I don't even have salespeople come in and like do a demo or use my Wi-Fi. Like, oh, sorry, nope. You don't get on my network.
0: That's good though. Yeah. yeah. You mean, you're a security company.
2: Yeah, I mean, that What I mean. you do? <laughs> well, I was. Uh, part of me is, but uh, there's part of me that's here, and part of me. Oh that's yeah, not. yeah.
0: Well, your body's still working, so you know your boss is happy. In theory. In theory. His body? <laughs> no, we got his head. His body's <laughs> gone. <laughs> All right. Uh, what other What other practices can we uh, say? Oh gosh. Uh, okay. Let's, let's Small this business. Let's see, Small we get businesses. Personal. Windows Seven end of life January.
2: Yep. Amen. Uh,
0: do not have Windows Seven. I know everybody. Windows 7 is awesome, I love Windows 7, Uh, yeah, it's a great system, solid, yeah, too bad. So if you keep your Windows 7 system and you want security patches from now on, Microsoft's going to start charging you, incrementally increasing it uh, year over year. So you might pay $100 a a year for this year to keep your security patches on your Windows 7 system, but next year, you might pay $500. And uh, I think they did this with Windows uh, Server 2003, um, five years in, it was a quarter million wow. to support that. I can't server.
2: imagine any person or small business still running having any reason. I mean, Computers are so cheap today. I don't know if people know it, well, but I can give some, you an example. Some few hundred bucks, right? You can go. Well,
1: it's not just that. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's the, app- the it's, interaction it's, with all the it's other It's the application side. Now. I know uh. voicemail systems. So, so uh-huh. your phone system, I know of phone systems and the voicemail system is Windows 2003. And there are companies I know today uh. that are still running their phone system with their integrated or interfaced Voicemail system mm. that's running on Windows 2000. So they don't, they which did, is just connected to their network. They don't okay, want so to upgrade right? it.
0: Your, your VoIP system,
2: Voice over IP. IP system.
0: Very commonly connected to the main network. Yes, yeah. It's your no, sure. no, Don't ever do that. Yeah, yeah that wow.
2: Disconnect because you have you SIP can, on there, SIP is really well, none has, none you everybody can sip. a voice, You can do oh. a
0: voice uh, attack on the phone and actually do uh, freaking, which is frequency attack, and fool the phone and get access to that server. Once yeah. you have access to that server, you have a pivot point to the rest of the other networks.
2: Yeah, it should be totally segmented. should so, be
0: physically
1: irrigated. So a lot of people, yeah, just arrogant. again, my comment to them is if you've got a phone system, you've had it around for a number of years, you say, oh, I just love our phone system. But there's a high probability that if nothing's happened to that phone system in four or five years, it's non-compliant. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hackable.
0: Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills. We'll come right back. Until then, everybody, stay Woo. safe. What? Keep
1: your heads on. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mufi it. I want to tell you about a great show that appears on Think Tech Hawaii. It's all about tourism. In fact, we call it Tourism 101, where we talk about the issues and challenges that faces our number one industry throughout the state. We'll have some interesting guests, very informative dialogue, and allow you an opportunity to maybe learn a little bit more about why this industry is so important for our state. It's been great for us in the past. We need it today, and especially going forward. That's Tourism 101 on Think Tech Hawaii. Mahalo. Aloha,
0: my name is Mark Shklov. I am the host of Think Tech Hawaii's Law Across the Sea program. My program airs every other Monday at one o'clock on Think Tech Hawaii. Most of my programs deal with my own life and law experience. Recently I interviewed Alex Jempel, who I have known for over 30 years, about his voyage across the sea as a lawyer from Tokyo to Hawaii. Those are the type of stories that I like to bring and like to talk about human stories about law and life. Aloha. Welcome back. We're still floating around and we're going to talk about what you can do if you do business in your business with the Department of Defense, especially if you're in the DIB. What is that Andrew? What's the DIB? The defense industrial base. And what does that encompass?
2: Uh, Supply chain providers to those manufacturers and service providers to Department of Defense companies, Department of Defense organizations. Almost every industry
0: is included in that.
2: Water, power. Uh, Well, that's critical infrastructure sure and and those so many of those do have contracts so they may be considered tier one providers like like Hawaiian electric does uh of water does for example yeah for sure different place different areas different different places so now
0: uh we're having of all of our vendors to the dod that are private companies right have to uh, comply with a, a subset of the rules that have been instituted for military and governmental organizations so government has the National Institute of Standards and Technologies, NIST 853. Very nice. That's for rooms. That, it's for everything, base included. Basis is included. Yeah. Yes. So uh, then they took a subset of that, um, 110 of those controls, and made them the 800-171. Right. And they said, you must comply, and no one paid attention. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I think. that was 2015, right? Uh, now they're saying, oh, now not only do you have to be uh, compliant, you have to be certified as compliant. So they're making a certification organization who will go out and certify all these organizations that they have 800-171. This is called the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification or CMMC. Welcome to the Halloween episode. Acronym horrors. Acronym <laughs> horrors. So we're going to doing a
2: lot of them. <laughs> Enough to drive you mad (laughs) let's talk about the DFARS difference real quick and then Right right. so
0: that's a uh, defense federal acquisition regulations yeah that's DFARS let's talk about that for for a second because that's where this came out yeah
2: that's just sort of the guidance right that points to the NIST 800-171 control set as the uh, framework of controls for cyber maturity uh, in an organization and there's different levels. And there's some other, other clauses in, that, in the DFARS as well. They right? can bite yeah. you,
0: yeah. right? And we've yeah. talked about those before. So there's, there's different levels. If, you're, if you wanna be cybersecurity maturity model certified, CMMC, you have to get certified by an organization. You get a level one through five. Uh, one being the lowest, high being the most secure. And it uh, depends on your organization. And yeah. as you were saying, Gordon, a couple seconds ago, uh, this is just best practice.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and level, if you, one. Level, yeah. level one. Yeah. Level one, I don't care if you're a law firm or or whatever you're doing, is that right now, because of this 800-171, there's a whole set of rules, protocols, that you can follow. And even if you just say, like, I'm going to be at level one, even though I'm not doing DOD, you will then be practicing mm-hmm. very good cybersecurity hygiene. That's right. And then you've got a way to measure it. You've got There's, there's free tools out there. Um, that, that you can use. And so I would encourage anybody that's doing business that your goal needs to be um, at that level one certification. Now, if you're doing DOD work, you've gotta be three or higher, es- essentially I think in, in, in most cases where you won't get the contract.
0: Right, so that it's a go no go decision. Right. As of next year, they're saying that by late next year, if you even bid on a contract, you have to
1: have the certification. Sort of you got to bring, yeah. You got to, you got to hand them over your certification or a copy of your certification.
0: And I heard a huge number. Three
1: hundred thousand contractors will have to be certified as. Three hundred thousand
0: contractors. contractors. So, insane.
1: and how many contractors do you think there are in Hawaii doing DoD we work? We have
0: eleven military bases. So yeah, there's a and lot I of work
1: don't here. know that many contractors that are doing DoD work that That's are out there actually doing this today. No, I, don't, no. I don't, I don't, I've got a, a few clients that have reached out uh, to me, and I don't need any more work, please. Um, that, that, so that one I, I, sh- I'm taking uh, work, 70, 70, Take it work. I, I'm taking work. I'm putting them to you, because um, <laughs> they're now realizing that um, any new contracts, and even the old ones, are going to have to be, um, follow these guidelines. So. Right. right, so and in it, a
0: five-year uh, cycle, when you renew, one of these years, they're going to say, okay, now you have to add this in. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, yeah. I thought it was really, really... Um, Insightful. Katie Arrington had that um, Katie Arrington? webinar the other day. She's oh, yeah. the director Thanks. of um, uh, was it OUSD. OU, oh no, you the department? Office, <laughs> Office, of, of the, Under, Office of the Under Secretary of Defense. Yeah, oh, wow. and so she's so she's driving oh, wow. this program. And she was on a, a company called Exostar had her on on a talking webinar the other day about it, and her, she went directly to landscaping companies I thought it was awesome she said yeah so we've got landscaping companies out there who have all these plans for all the facilities of all of our bases Oh, janitorial and she too, said this right? stuff yeah. this yeah. stuff yeah. is is definitely CUI yeah, and I was footage it's exit the, points, the very first points. time I had heard someone acknowledge that something of that level so people started to understand wow I do have information everyone. that's very important. Yeah, sure. Right. She gave another example of a... Of a CY a, classi- a, uh, a, uh, control classified... Controlled
1: unclassified information.
2: Yeah, and she gave another example of a weld... She was in a welding shop, specifically a four-man welding shop, looking at the, you know, what, what they were doing. And a guy had a, a, a blown-up image of the weld that he was doing, of the part that he was welding on. And she said, can you shrink that? And, and he had the whole aircraft. So um, there's, there's another that, that example. That just became um, yeah. CDI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. control yeah. defense. defense information. Yeah. So yeah. so there's a, there's a, you know, just an example of the kind of information that's out there that the criminals are trying to get their hands on. Uh, maybe it's nation states, maybe it's criminals that want to sell it, whatever it is. But that's why they're going after these small businesses who are so unprotected and so there's, open.
0: There's some people that don't even know what they're doing is uh something that could be exploited yeah uh, sure. for, zi- for instance they were doing a main water line uh, upgrade for one of our bases out here mm. and they published on the web the construction areas in the oh. route where they were going to be doing the construction because they wanted to notify people the traffic was going to be oh, backed yeah. up but then you know where the main water line is yeah. <laughs> so what do you do about that i mean this problems like that tamper just it up, <laughs> Craziness, craziness, Hey, it's, it's hard to get, get this together. You know, it, it's uh, like we were saying before, this is painful for organizations to do because not mm-hmm. everyone has a dedicated cyber person. You know, right. most, most mom and pops, they have, you know, your cousin, your nep- nephew, your son or daughter, or the tech guy, the tech guy, yeah. right? And then mm-hmm. they're responsible for all this cyber hygiene. And it's hard to go through this stuff and then you're supposed to make a plan.
1: Yes. You gotta put down some policies and procedures. You need policies and procedures. You need plans, um, the tool and, that you're going to implement. And again, yeah. if you're doing looking at the full-blown suite of uh, 800-171, that's 110 cyber controls. Here, 24 more are going to be added next year. Uh, yeah, they are. The yes, yeah, quarters four and
2: five. I, yeah. I think for sure, before we see Rev. One, I think we'll see. I think we'll see quite a bit of changes. So we should get 06 Rev. Six point six this week. Right, this first week in November. And I do believe that before Rev One, they said we should have what by you know February, March, and I think we will see some diff- some different things come into play. I got to tell you, know,
0: you, this this process. When I first heard about it, I thought, no, it's federal government. This is going to take years. Yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're ramping this up. This yep. went rapidly. Yeah,
2: I, I'm impressed. I think because it's sort of already been done, right? It's been it's been around a long time. Like I said, since 2015, right? right and so right. it's really. This has been hashed over. It's been a lot of people working on it, yeah. I think, for quite a while, just figuring out how to introduce it. Small yeah. business freaks out when you try to make it spend money that it doesn't want to spend. Oh, that's and, why the
0: self-reporting thing yeah, failed. Right, and, right. Yeah. and we
2: didn't really talk about the fact that, you know, now, come September of two, 2020, um, you know, if your bids, if the re- request for proposal from the government says you must be CMMC level 3, when you bid it, because that's a line item requirement of the bid, you'll be able to charge the government for that level of maturity assurance that they're asking for. And hey. so this is what we've sort of all been waiting on is how do we get our money back for, you know, implementing but they all this. haven't clarified how
1: you're going to get it yet.
2: Well, what, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Amazon gift card. That may come slow. Yeah. <laughs> an Amazon gift card.
1: Oh, no, no, it has to be a Microsoft gift card. No, that it's not that $10, oh, $10 dollars Oh, that's card right. Card. It, it'll
2: be an Xbox It'll be for game. the Microsoft store. That's yeah, a good right. idea. Yeah. <laughs> think about that.
0: Yeah, wow. that's right. Um, but you gotta put this cost up front, and Andrew, you know from experience this is quite
2: painful. Yeah. Oh, and well, it's not inexpensive. Yeah. No. We're we're um so we're in a normal a regular Azure environment currently. Uh, with our Office 365 and the difference between that one and our uh, the FedRAMP device we're moving to is about 11 bucks per person per month. Explain to us
0: why you had to go there.
2: Because um, to, to we're, since we're a full cloud I don't have any on-prem services right so all of my stuff is in the cloud. So oh, therefore, there's, um, if you read the DFARS clause, it addresses where there's another clause, and there's, I forget the number, but it talks about cloud service providers right. and what their responsibility is and what your responsibility is. And so, Shared
0: responsibility.
2: Yeah, and so since I'm in a cloud environment, um, the environment that I'm in can be assured to the 800-171 controls, but it doesn't currently meet the DFARS clauses for uh, two specific areas, one of them being... Incidents. Um, yeah, forensic forensic examination. Right. If the government, if I were to be breached and the government wants to forensically examine our our, our hard drives, I've got to be able to provide those hard and drives. They take them right. Ra- Office three
0: sixty five. Yeah. You're in a shared environment with right. other people, so they will not Ex- give yeah. those. And and except that. if
2: you're
1: going Office three sixty five GCC high, and that's what he's going. And so yep. and so, and right. so you know, if you're favorite. Office three sixty five GCC high, so there's like you know e 5, then there's GCC totally compute cloud. Yeah, Then there's GCC, GCC and then there's GCC high. Yeah. If you're GCC high, you are actually running isolated from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And they can come in and just take that entire...
2: Sure. Um, I think there's some, m- there's some other assurance that the uh, administrators of that environment are have I think, at least a green card or that they're American citizens. Yes. So there's some definitely yeah, some, there's other, some other the assurance there. there.
1: And, and there's yeah, also it, the
2: notification piece. There's a 72-hour notification. I think it's Clause C. Um, so that which you don't get necessarily with your normalized Azure environment. You could put a tool there perhaps it gives it to you, but this, this is ensured from the cloud service provider level that I'm going to be able to notify the government within 72 hours if I've had a breach in my environment. Now, I love yeah.
0: this environment because they're actually working on compliance controls in the gcc High that you can actually use to track your compliance. Yeah. Yes. They're all in
1: there. There are, there are a number of those already pre-written, so yeah. just a matter of you taking those and adopting them or adapting them for your organization. Um, and so not, just, uh, not just
0: not uh, just NIST, but they also include PCI, yep. HIPAA, yep. Uh, SOX, uh, ISO twenty seven thousand one.
1: There's yeah. a lot of different the, compliance models. And, and the, let's not forget mobile the, device
2: management MD, as well. Oh, my. Lord. So, they, you know, all, your, yeah. all your mobile MDM. phones and everything, all that MDM that oh, yeah. has to be managed and tracked as well. The, um, the other thing that, because uh, we kind of were talking about the money, I'll just finish that up real quick. The, the actual runtime on that environment is only about 5% higher than the, the, the regular GCC. Hmm. So, it isn't super exorbitant, but what I've got to be able to demonstrate for the government, in my opinion, I haven't tried to do this yet is the difference in cost between my normalized environment right. and then that higher exactly. level of security environment that they've asked for. The Delta. So, so they're gonna to wanna to know that and, and how am I gonna regain the capex? The capex cost to move and set up that environment and migrate all my data, that's pretty pricey stuff. And I hope to be able to get that back over time.
1: Yeah, that was a. But they may say that that's that. They may say that. Well, they know that's great. That's that's good cyber hygiene. Yeah, costs. You should should have been doing that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's the
2: delta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for is that delta. And and then can I add a management fee on top of that because it's got to be managed, right? So perhaps I can charge the government for managing it. So these are some of the questions I'll be um, discussing that with uh, with uh, with. uh, director with down in Tampa in a couple of weeks at the as an NDA event I'll be attending oh, so yeah that's right hoping to um, hoping to get some clarity on some of these questions I have or at least get them get them introduced so they I know they're a little early because they're still trying to mesh out the program yeah. elements it's themselves but um, you
1: know I guess quick, didn't you just win an award and we don't have a lot of time Paul oh, Marcus, I yeah. did what, PSA, what
2: PSA Security Network gave me the Paul Marcus Award for industry collaboration. Um, I've been doing a lot of work for our, on behalf of the security industry with the with the cyber community and. Um, so congratulations, so thank, thank you, congratulations. Yeah, no, thanks guys. No, was, um, hats,
1: hats off to you. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a head bump. Uh, head bump.
2: The uh, <laughs> I, you know was, uh, so got, these icons of the industry received this award before these guys I've known oh, for icon years. Icon of the industry, yeah, Jim oh. Henry icon and, the and Mike Coblin oh. and. Um, um, I, I, just, I can't be in
1: the same room with him. Uh, Bill, Bill Boseman, I amazing guys, you
2: know? So I, it was, um, I, I, you know. I got up there and talked about that that gravity of being associated with those guys. Now, what the question that really comes to your mind is, am i that old <laughs> yeah oh don't talk about age no no let's not go down that path. gordon is there anything you want to
0: say before we get out of here no this is good everybody just just
1: you know practice good cyber hygiene and you better start looking at it's this scary stuff if you're doing out D&D there. Contracts, you have to start looking at this you have to
0: and we're going to come back uh, at least once a month and do dfars for dummies yeah and give you updates on this process because uh yeah by january february march of next year uh, you're going to have to make a decision. Uh, I, I personally suggest you start doing this right now. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, right away. Just it's, just your, your policies you right. and
1: procedures yeah. are going to be over 100 pages long. Right. It's going to be huge.
0: Um, it's painful, but, uh, you know, uh, my company helps. It's worth work. it. And yeah. you can
2: get paid back. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's right. You can get paid back eventually.
2: Keep, okay. keep all the bills you get from Dave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, come back and see DFARS for Dummies or our next episode in a couple of weeks. Until then, stay safe.